This business meeting of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee will come to order. Today we're considering three Foreign Service Officer promotion lists, 35 nominations, and six legislative items. Turning first to nominations, I'm pleased that we have a long list of nominees before us today, both for critical positions at the State Department and USAID, as well as embassies around the world. I want to emphasize the continued need to move with alacrity on nominations. There are still nominees who have been pending for months and need to get hearings. Uh, and I appreciate the work Senator Risch is doing with me on this regard. Uh, I know when, uh, Senator Risch, when you were the chairman, you were clear that you thought the hearing was the time to air any issues, as you used to say, much like a trial in your words. The members could ask questions and let the chips fall where they may. I hope we can apply that standard to current nominees uh, as well. I also want to take a moment to thank the various members of this committee on both sides who have served as chair or ranking member for nominations hearings. I greatly appreciate your efforts to ensure that our national security agencies are fully staffed. Unfortunately, we have been unable to move forward with a number of nominations hearings at the subcommittee level because we have had no Republican who has stepped up to serve as the ranking member. And I would hope uh, that all members uh, are reminded that serving from time to time as the chair or ranking member is an expectation for members of this committee, particularly those who are in subcommittee leadership positions. Given the number of pending nominations and those we anticipate receiving over the coming months, we will continue relying on your participation the ranking member and I have discussed this. We're not going to do everything at full committee. There's a lot of opportunities at subcommittees. Not only is it about nominations, but obviously the substantive issues that those nominees have in their region. So it's a really worthwhile endeavor. So it's my hope that all members will eagerly contribute in that regard. Regarding the nominees we are considering today, while I will not speak about each of them, I do want to say that I believe they are all well qualified and deserving of their nominations. And I look forward to their swift confirmation. Turning next to the legislative items on our agenda, we have before us today four bills and two resolutions. Let me just say a few words on those. I'm pleased that we're moving H.R. 965, the Young African Leaders Initiative Act, which was introduced by Representative Bass and was passed the House in April. With nearly 60 percent of Africa's total population currently before the age of, below the age of 35, this bill is an important effort to codify the Young African Leaders Initiative which brings the next generation of African leaders to the United States to develop critical skills. This has proven to be a highly successful initiative. I hope my colleagues will join me in supporting the bill. We will also be considering S-1104, a bill intended to modernize U.S. foreign policy's approach to Haiti. This bill could not have come at a more critical time for our policy towards Haiti, which sadly has faced crisis after crisis in the last several months. From a delayed election to a wave of gang violence and kidnappings to a presidential assassination, an earthquake, a hurricane, and a migration crisis, this bill sets U.S. policy in support of an inclusive Haitian-led development agenda. I commend Senators Cardin and Rubio for their leadership on the bill, and I'm pleased that the manager's amendment includes a provision that I authored requiring a report on the investigation into the assassination of former President Mose. I also have to note that I'm deeply troubled by the news regarding the kidnapping of 17 American missionaries in Haiti over the weekend. These kidnappings, along with the growing number of kidnappings of Haitians every week, 
mark yet another alarming dimension of the expansive crisis in Haiti and the severely reduced capacity of the Haitian government to uphold the rule of law. We'll also be marking up S-2129, named in honor of Otto Wambier, an American college student who died at the hands of the brutal North Korean regime. I commend Senators Portman and Brown for their leadership on this bill, which aims to counter North Korea's censorship and its repressive information environment. As we are seeing in authoritarian regimes around the world, there's an increasing need for the United States to invest in efforts to advance freedom of expression and to support internet freedom. This is certainly true in North Korea. As 1657, the South China Sea and East China Sea Sanctions Act, led by Senators Rubio and Cardin, is an important bill endorsing strong measures to counter the Chinese government's aggressive behavior in the South China Sea and East China Sea. The overwhelming majority of this committee and the full Senate have agreed that countering Chinese aggression is critical to developing a stable and prosperous Indo-Pacific region. I look forward to strongly supporting this bill today. Finally, I'm pleased that we are marking up two important resolutions, SRES 345, addressing the political situation in Belarus, and SRES 380, expressing support for the people of the Republic of South Sudan. In the aftermath of Belarus's illegitimate 2020 presidential election, ordinary Belarusians stood up to the fight for a free and democratic society. S-345 makes clear to those fighting for freedom in Belarus that the United States stands with them in their democratic aspirations. We also stand with NATO allies Lithuania, Poland, and Latvia as they face a growing humanitarian crisis imposed by the Lukashenko regime. I commend Senator Shaheen for her leadership on this resolution. Last but not least, this year marked the 10th anniversary of South Sudan's independence. However, instead of celebrating that milestone, we find ourselves at a very dangerous crossroads. The civil war pitting forces loyal to President Salva Kiir against those aligned with Vice President Tariq uh, Mashar has killed nearly 400,000 people and displaced over 4 million. Despite a 2018 peace agreement, conflict and unrest continues. This resolution urges the administration to develop a meaningful policy aimed at supporting a peaceful, stable, democratic, and prosperous South Sudan. I strongly support the resolution led by the distinguished ranking member and my colleague from New Jersey, Senator Booker. With that, let me recognize um, the distinguished ranking member for his remarks. Senator Rich. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. Recognizing the thin margin we have here, I'm going to move this along pretty quickly. First, uh, as to the legislative items, uh, I want to give my thanks uh, for taking up uh, the uh, resolution, Senate Resolution 380, calling on the Biden administration to review U.S. policy towards South Sudan uh, 10 years after independence. My sincere thanks to Senator Booker for partnering with me on this resolution. Hope all our colleagues will join us in supporting the people of South Sudan in their pursuit of peace and stability and encouraging a reexamination of U.S. policy there. I'm also glad to see the committee taking up several important bills on this agenda. In particular, thanks to Senator Rubio and Cardin uh, for work on the bill dealing with China, our uh, greatest foreign policy challenge and priority, and uh, for that bill being on this markup. It's important that the U.S. use the tools at our disposal to deter and punish Chinese Communist Party's campaign of coercion in the South China Sea. Thanks also to Senator Portman for offering his bill on promoting access to fact-based information and countering uh, censorship in North Korea. It's a privilege also to mark up a bill that is intended to honor the life of Otto Warmbier. 
Uh, I also want to commend Senator Shaheen for her work on a resolution condemning the political situation in Belarus, Senator Cardin for his bill on development accountability for assistance to Haiti. I'd like to express my support for the efforts put forward by the committee to authorize the Young African Leaders Initiative, better uh, known as YALI. Uh, this is an extreme, extremely successful program that's, uh, that increases U.S. public diplomacy and exchanges uh, with Africa's best and brightest young leaders. Uh, regarding the nominations, we'll consider a number of nominations, including for crucial posts such as Israel, Canada, Turkey, NATO, the UN uh, Food and Ag Organization, others. Uh, I do plan to support most of these uh, this slate of nominations. Uh, I do want to be clear that I have a few of them that I have reservations on, uh, but uh, by and large, the uh, the, the uh, uh, nominations need to be processed. Uh, specifically, with regard to Dr. Kang's nomination in the International Security and Nonproliferation Bureau, while Dr. Kang is well-versed in nuclear nonproliferation issues, the COVID-19 pandemic uh, was a wake-up call that it's time to take uh, biological threats more seriously. The department has been woefully absent in monitoring this particular set of issues. Uh, it's, uh, it's a considerable concern to me. Last month, uh, this past month, I introduced the Biological Weapons Policy Act aimed at strengthening State Department authorities to prevent bioweapons proliferation. Hope Dr. Kang will take ownership of that responsibility and partner with me in this effort. The ISN Bureau must also ensure that nonproliferation regimes like the Missile Technology Control Regime do not place undue burdens on U.S. allies while failing to constrain U.S. competitors and that nuclear energy be seen as a, a primary pillar of nonproliferation safety. Short-sighted politics should not drive security policies for the decades to come. I'm going to vote no on Dr. Kang, knowing he's going to be confirmed, but uh, hoping that uh, he'll prove my vote to be uh, wrong. Uh, but this is primarily uh, as a result of what's happened uh, in that bureau in, in recent times. I'm glad to be working to process uh, these nominations that I yield back. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you. All right. Before I move uh, to uh, seek a vote in block, first of all, we have two nominees who are being held over by members. Barbara Leaf, who is the assistant nominee to be the Assistant Secretary of State for Near Eastern Affairs, and um, Dr. Atul Gawande to be an Assistant Administrator of USAID. Those two are being held over by the request of members. Um, the rest I'll ask for in block. Before I do so, is there anyone who wishes to speak to the nominees or the legislation? If not, I do understand that uh, Senator Van Halen has asked for an opportunity to, and then we're going to go to a vote. Well, thank you, um, uh, Mr. Chairman. First on the YALI legislation, I'm glad we're moving that forward. Um, uh, Senator Rounds and I introduced that bill on the Senate side, Congresswoman Bass on the House. They got the House bill over here, so I'm glad we're proceeding with this. But Mr. Chairman, what I wanted to raise was my disappointment that another bipartisan bill uh, that's been in this committee now for many months um, has not gotten to a, a markup in voting session. It's called the Foreign Service Families Act. Um, it was introduced by Senator Dan Sullivan and I last year. We reintroduced it this Congress. It has members from both sides of the aisle on it. Um, it provides uh, the spouses of foreign service officers the same kind of ability to access jobs in our overseas missions um, as the spouses of folks serving in the military where they have the credentials. Um, as I think everybody knows, uh, we want to recruit the very best and brightest in the foreign service. Um, many foreign service families have two working spouses. Uh, and if a spouse who's not the foreign service uh, officer um, 
is not able to use his or her talents overseas where applicable, um, it makes it a lot harder. And so this extends some of the same ben benefits uh, to foreign service officers that we provide to military families abroad. And uh, I know of no substantive opposition. Um, I know it's been cleared on the majority side. I've raised the issue with the ranking member. I, I know of no actual uh, reason that it's being held up. And so, Mr. Chairman, I, I would just ask for a, a commitment that we bring that uh, before this committee for a vote at the next work session. The chair, the chair is, has, is and has been supportive of the senator's uh, request and of the legislation. Of course, you, on, you, you know that we get our agendas by consent and we have not had consent today. Uh, Mr. Chairman, first of all, let me say that uh, uh, Senator is correct. He and I did discuss this, and uh, I, I apologize. We've, we've got a lot of stuff on our plate. I just haven't gotten to it yet. It's, there's nothing nefarious about this, but I commit to you I will soon, particularly after you've brought it up here again. But uh, I appreciate you talking to me about it. We'll... we'll uh, I'll be back with you. No, I, I appreciate that. I thank the Senator. Hope thank we can move forward. Thank Thanks. you. With that, without objection, we'll now consider and block three Foreign Service Officer promotion lists and all of the nominees that have been noticed for this business meeting, minus the two that I announced earlier that are being held over. Um, is there a motion to approve uh, these uh, items in block? So moved and seconded. All all those in favor? Mr. Chairman, um, uh, I, first of all, I I'm, I'm, uh, don't object to that, but I do have a number of people who want to be recorded you know, on some of them, so if we can do that when we're done. We will, we will, we will Thank record. You. We will first have a vote on the M block measure, and then we will record any dissenting votes on any specific uh, comment candidate. All those in favor say aye. Aye. All those opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the nominees are recommended favorably to the Senate. Senator Rich, would you like to share? Yeah, for, first of all, uh, I'd like to be a, a recorder to know on uh, both King and Holgate. Um, Senator Rubio is asked uh, to be recorded as a no on all the noms except those on the FSO list. Senator Johnson's asked to be recorded no on Holgate, King, and Crocker. Uh, Senator Barrasso's asked to be recorded uh, as a no on King, Holgate, and Markle. Uh, Senator Haggerty has a number of which, which I will provide to the clerk as opposed to reading them now because it's lengthy. All right. And those shall, shall be so ordered as Chairman, recorded. Mr. Order. Chairman, I'd like to record as a no on Mr. Kang. Senator uh, No on Kang. Portman will be recorded no on Kang. With that, Mr. Chairman, Senator Cruz. Cruz. Senator. Mr. Chairman, I would ask to be recorded as a no on Bondi, on Crocker, on Gawandi. Gittenstein, Holgate, Kang, Markle, Nides, Noyes, and Scheinman, please. Uh, we'll do so, except Gawande is one of the people held over. Oh, so we'll okay. That for the, yeah. They shall be recorded that way. With that, let me then turn to um, the legislation at hand. Um, without objection, we'll now consider and block four bills and two resolutions that I previously read. Uh, is there a motion to consider them in block? So moved, seconded. All those in favor say aye. Aye. All those opposed say no. The ayes have it and the resolutions and legislation are passed. Mr. Chairman, uh, Senator Paul is asked to be recorded as a no on Senate Bill 1657, please. Senator Paul shall be recorded as a no on S1657. Mr. Chairman, 
I'd ask to be recorded as a sponsor of 1657. Senator Romney will be so recorded as a sponsor, negating the. No. <laughs> That's not that way I spoke out. <laughs> I, know, I know that. Uh, okay. Uh, that completes the committee's business. We ask unanimous consent that staff Chairman. be authorized to make technical and conforming changes without objection. So ordered. Chairman. Senator Portman. Okay, first of all, I want to thank you for accepting the Haiti Amendment uh, in the Manager's Amendment. Um, uh, as you know, an Ohio-based Christian group has had 17 of its missionaries kidnapped, and, and that amendment relates to that and us doing a better job at the interagency level to deal with these violent uh, gangs in Haiti. And then with regard to the Outer Warm Beer Act, um, is, was that part of your, your en bloc yes. message? Yes, it just, it well, just thank you. I thank you for, for that as well. And this you know, honor that's named after Otto Warm Beer, also from Ohio, and uh, appreciate the committee's work with us on that over the last several months uh, to come up with a good balance and uh, dealing with sanctions, dealing with ensuring that the, uh, uh, the people of North Korea get an opportunity to hear from other than the propaganda from their own government. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Any other members seeking recognition? If not, this business meeting is adjourned.